It was the year of fans. The year of newbies. The year we reviewed the show as love. It was the year of predictions. The year of great feedback. The year of puns. And the year of memes. It was a new season. It was a podcast of future history. It was the year absolutely nothing changed. The year is 2015. The show down below. Hey guys, this is Will chiming in. Unfortunately, it seems like a good chunk of this episode is missing. I don't know what happened, you know, it's not like... It doesn't seem like we had to stop the recording and start back so there would be like multiple files to put together. It just seems like the recording software just wasn't recording for the first part of this episode. So just for a little bit of continuity, our guest was Yan. This is episode 10 of season 4, Racing Mars. Racing Mars originally aired April 21st, 1997, which was two months after the previous episode aired. It was directed by Jesus Trevino, who last directed Interludes and Examinations, which is the episode where Kosh died for the first time. And it was written by JMS. And it looks like we're going to pick up in progress with the recap around the time that Captain Jack tried to blow himself up. So hopefully this won't happen again. Enjoy the show. Uh, it's in here as well. I just wanted to let you know we're not going straight into the episode as Beth's actually recorded an extra special something for us. So I'll pass you over to her. Hey, sorry guys. I recorded this next bit a few weeks after we watched the episode and I kind of forgot that the Red Planet Hotel was destroyed. So forgive me. Um, Enjoy it anyway. Uh, stroke off. Red Planet Hotel Security, how can we help you? Whoa, whoa, ma'am, slow down. What kind of noises did you hear? Mm hmm. Did it sound like an altercation? I see. And these sounds, can you tell me what room they're coming from? Room 319? Ah, okay, well, that's the honeymoon suite. There's really not much I can do for you. Red Planet Hotel Security. Yes, sir, we take noise complaints. Right. Uh-huh. Did this happen to be in room 319? No, just a lucky guess. We'll take care of it. Red Planet Hotel Security. I'm sorry, ma'am. We already asked them to keep it down. Yes, four hours is a long time, but... Okay, we'll try again. Red Pla... Sir, please calm down. We did. Yes, we did, five times. Well, perhaps you should consider switching rooms. This is the Red Planet Hotel Security Office. We are currently out of the office or away from our phones. Please call again later. 
that time. Hey guys. So. Hey. Hi, I'm Beth. so sorry my alarm <laughs> didn't go off. Aww. Just woke Aww. up. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> it's fine. So, what do you think well, about our newest couple on Babylon? <laughs> 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 uh, We're not talking about Dylan and Sheridan, by the way. Oh, no. Franklin and um, what's his face? With the Marcus. Marcus with the bomb. Bob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has the hair for it, let's just say. He's <laughs> already suburban. <clears throat> I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've got to get your thoughts on everything up to this point. So we've just had the part where Captain Jack's about to blow himself up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Captain so Jack, who is, who is not Jack Harper. Yes, exactly. yeah. <laughs> He's not. Please and then we had a, a whole Torchwood conversation. So. Yep. Um, oh, oh yeah. I finally started watching um, Doctor Who, you guys. Yeah. Oh! oh. <laughs> where did you start? I started from the first uh, Christopher Eccleston. Nice. Um, oh, that's yeah. a good start. That's a Perfect. good start point. There's a lot to catch up on that. Beth, you'll have to listen to this and hear my story about last trying to watch Doctor Who last night. It was yes. a nightmare. Yeah, oh. definitely no good. It involved um, Santa Claus in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's quickly go through some of the stuff we've already gone over the this episode. We learn that uh, Delane has 50 more rituals for John uh, to go through. I swear to God, Delane, stop forcing your rituals on Sheridan. I swear. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, um, you know, Sheridan and Garibaldi had quite an argument. Love it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, and that's actually, we, you've been looking forward to going to Mars, so hope it it's working out well for you. <laughs> I love the shot of the um, the people mover going into the dome. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The shuttle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few other things. Um, just trying yeah. to remember the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, Gary Baldy being contacted. Oh, yeah. By the dodgy. Oh, yeah. That was kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess and Nirvana uh, trying to get smugglers <laughs> on her side. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> she's so... It's such a fun scene. And was that okay? Was that guy from a vampire on Buffy? I thought he uh, looked familiar. Yeah, I don't know where he's familiar. from. Uh, which one? The one that was at the end of the table, closest to her, when she was speaking most of the time. Kind of like, yeah, um, wasn't he one of the um, vampire twins? Yeah, maybe. I think that might have been it. It was one of the um, the Gorge brothers or something, maybe? Yeah, or? something like that. It's too long ago I watched it, so I can't say. Yeah, it looked very familiar. Uh, Sorry, guys. Go, go ahead and continue from wherever. Let's try to... Um, oh, there we go. This guy to... was on Buffy. You know, he played... What like three different roles? But yeah, he was okay. Ag, Andrew. And I was also like, looking up Red Mars. It's so nice. I was thinking how nice it is to have um, sci-fi back on TV, especially on the Sci-Fi Channel. Because yeah, this that, month, yes. this month we're getting the Expanse of and what is it, Children of Earth? So no, Childhood's End. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's slightly different. 
Red Mud is such a great novel, though. What he goes into about the colonization of Mars and just it's so believable and. Yeah, so much science in there. I listened to the audiobook. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the audiobook's great. And it, it made me fall in love with Mars as a planet, the way he just describes a place. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know whether I'm a red or a green. Haven't green. And if you've read the books, you, you know whether you're a red or a green. Is it, I don't is it one book or multiple books? It's a multiple book series, but it starts out with Red Mars, then it goes on to Green Mars and Blue Mars. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'll have to check oh, it out. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a mixture of hard sci-fi and um, really good, interesting characters and social um, experiments going on. It's hard to describe, but it's essentially about how the story of how Mars is colonized over decades and it's told from different characters points of view oh cool yeah so there's interpersonal conflict between the characters but then you've also got how mars is changing over time and um how you know the mars as a society grows and changes and how earth is involved with that and kind of you know, and that the conflict that brings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really interesting, but really interesting characters, and I'm so glad JMS is uh, adapting it. So the one smuggler was on Angel playing Constable. The guy who plays Captain Jack, if you look down his IMDb, he plays Santa a lot in a lot of different movies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's sad podcasting. <laughs> this is fitting with our uh, discussion today. Always sunny, he plays Santa Claus in a mall. In the middle, he plays Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa, 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 Santa. On Baby Daddy, he plays Santa. So where do we go after um, he uh, he blows himself up? Oh. <laughs> ah. Back oh. to the show. Um, so that's yeah. when... Sheridan goes back to talk to Garibaldi again, and this alien comes up to him and speaks to him reverently, and Garibaldi's like, you know, he's just a human, and Sheridan tries to get him to let her go, and Sheridan grabs his shoulder, and Garibaldi punches him and knocks him down. Yeah, I, I mean, I have this feeling that Garibaldi is seeing ghosts everywhere. In this case, he's seeing something that is not there. I wonder. Well, he he's claiming that Sherian has bought into the God complex thing. And he clearly says, no, it's not like that. <laughs> I kind of wish, like, we had seen, like, maybe Sheridan, they had showed Sheridan a little bit kind of buying into it. You know, kinda, I kind of wish, because I don't really see that evidence of that. That he's buying into the God complex. I know Garibaldi. No, no, you know. Well, yeah. The only time we ever saw anything close to it was when he rescued that one woman in the crowd of um, overactors. Yeah, (laughs) and and he rescued the overactor as well. Yeah, (laughs) and it was that was the only time it kind of really was even paralleled. Yeah, I kind of wish like we could see more of Garibaldi actually being right about this because that would make it a little bit more interesting I think yeah yeah, 
yeah. rather than he just looks absolutely crazy. Yeah, exactly. Or it would have been cool if that group My, of people sent yeah. that alien over <laughs> to like. Yeah, something yeah. like that. You see, what I, I'm just imagining now, um, Sheridan walking along, talking to Ivanova, you know, discussing something. Then you cut to Garibaldi, and from Garibaldi's point of view, he can see this sea of people kind of, you know, worshipping um, Sheridan as he walks along a walkway. But Sheridan's not noticing any of this because he's deep in conversation with Ivanova. Mm-hmm. So from Sheridan's point of view, no, he, he's not playing into this whole gold complex thing. No. But from uh, Garibaldi's point of view, Yes, he is. Yes, yes. Yeah. They, they they live in two different worlds, essentially. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. Yeah. yeah Good so, point. Yeah, they're about to arrest Garibaldi, but Sheridan says, no, we've been no, through no, a no. lot, so you get this one for free, but next time, it's going to be different next time. Yeah, <laughs> so make it make it count Garibaldi next time. <laughs> That's real hard. So, yeah, and then, he, and then Garibaldi goes off and meets again with the... Um, yeah, shady, shady, shady actors. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys already go over the part where Lanier was in the elevator with um, Sharon? No, no that's no, not yet. Oh yeah, so this is when Sheridan goes to the Lynn's quarters, but he's surprised to find all these other Minbari inside, including Lanier. Lanier. forgot to yeah. mention... Yeah, come on, Delane. <laughs> Give him a little sheet of breakdown. Did she, did she forget? I don't think so. <laughs> I, 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 no. Know. <laughs> she's I don't think so. cruel. Oh, oh she... my Lanier smiles at Sheridan that he bowed. It's... Oh. <laughs> yes. Poor Lanier. <laughs> Uh, well, not just that. It's kind of more linear new. Oh, yes. Yes. You've got to suffer through this. <laughs> God, it sounded horrible, too. Like, okay, they're going to like discover each other's centers of pleasure, but they're going to have to meditate about it and stuff. Oh, come on. <laughs> so cool. So, cool. so very Minbari. <laughs> and there are going to be people outside listening. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it sounds like, uh, in the end, Sheridan enjoyed it. It does. Yeah. It does. So, yeah, the next day, Sheridan leaves and gets in the tube with Lanier and... Oh, yeah. The, oh, uh, that scene is just <laughs> priceless. <laughs> oh, dear, Lanier. Lanier did just yeah. a small talk there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't say very much, but it was enough. He, sometimes that's all you need, two words. Yeah. Two words... And uh, the question mark. Well, one word, but you know. Like, <laughs> Sheridan's like, don't judge me. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> woohoo is a terrible word to be using, honestly. I know, I know. <laughs> Maybe like, that's, what, um, that's what Lanier was getting at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. There are t- oh, times when Yoohoo or Woohoo is okay, but that wasn't one of them. No. <laughs> no. no. Now, oh, no. Oh, no. Now I'm thinking of Anakin and Padme on their uh, first time together and him just <laughs> yes. shouting, Yippee! Oh, boy. Oh, no. 
God, I gotta mm-hmm. watch. Well, the second one's not bad. I'm trying. I'm saying I'm gonna rewatch all the movies before the 18th, but I just well, can't not- make myself watch the Phantom Menace, so that's why I'm um, stuck. I'm sure. Oh, I don't. I I don't mind any of the prequels. Uh, I liked the two and three, but the Phantom Menace is just kind of mm. yeah. Actually, do you watch should... them first, or do you? Because well, I was gonna well, watch four, five, six, and then one, two, three. Yeah, that's what I'm having my parents do. Yeah. I usually watch them in chronological order. There's a guy on YouTube who's basically broken down his versions of episode one and two. He hasn't done episode three yet, but his films, the way he describes them, it could have been a really fun trilogy. (laughs) If if his changes were applied. Oh, yeah. Anyways, there's just one scene left. On Mars, um, number one says the leaders are coming, but it'll be a couple of days. Mm-hmm. She's made arrangements for them to stay at a hotel that doesn't ask questions, and she wants Franklin to join her for dinner. Okay. Yeah. As yeah. soon as she came on screen the first time, I knew that she and Franklin were going to get together. <laughs> I just yeah, knew but, it, because like, he hasn't really... I don't know. No. Yeah, himself. but this is... A, but this is... Okay, yeah, Ian... I was just going to say, this isn't forced, though, really. I mean, this is kind of more, you know, she likes what she sees in Frank, and then she's the one going after it. Exactly what I was going to say. Oh, no, I wasn't wasn't saying it because I thought Franklin would hit on her. I just mean Franklin hasn't been really in a relationship much, and I just figured, I don't know, I just said to myself that... They're gonna be together. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because because Marcus is saving himself for Ivanova. So. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It couldn't be him. I can't remember. And if, what you know, it... if there's if there's a new female character, she has to get with one of the male exactly. characters. Exactly. She Just... has to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I can't remember. Marcus. Somebody says something, and Marcus like, oh, I wouldn't know. Like, it made me remember how he's a virgin or something like that. Yeah. So, um, See, he no, might last... say woohoo. <laughs> it was the last episode with the whole um, Martian Pleasure Dome on a Sunday morning. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're going to meet at the Red Planet Hotel in the Honeymoon Suites. This is... <laughs> some reason, somebody got you the Honeymoon Suite. <laughs> For some obscure reason, yes. <laughs> <laughs> is there something I don't know? <laughs> you want to tell me something? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, that's where we leave it. Yeah. Is that where it was? Because the note, this, um, some oh, has. The, 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 there is the last meeting with Garibaldi. Yeah, Garibaldi yeah. meets those shifty guys. Oh, yes. And he's interested, but he doesn't want to hurt Sheridan, and they're like, no, we're just trying to get no, him help. No, no, no. Just the t- when the time comes, deliver him to us. We'll make sure he gets the care he deserves. <laughs> I mean, it's so <laughs> slimy. <laughs> oh, exactly. And, 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 the, and of course, his "Are you with us?" Yeah. I have always, I always hear when people say that. I always hear or against. But also, if you remember back in the ISN episode when they were talking about the um, guy who had the forced confession, they said, "We'll make sure he gets the care he deserves." Yes, it's just a repeating of that same line. It is. Uh, which which episode? Sorry. Uh, the uh, one we get the ISN report on Babylon Five. Oh yeah. And who is yeah, that? Just, just prior to that, um, they have a news article on 
someone who's giving a um, list of names under um, what's obviously a false confession. And oh, then after I see. that, okay, yeah, yeah, after that, they said, we'll make sure he, he gets the care he deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Not good to be that guy. Yeah, Bill Blair was in this episode as an alien. So, yeah, um, let's see. This is spoilery. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this is, um, yeah, they give an ex- in-world explanation for Garibaldi's baldness. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> we talk about that. Yes, we did. Mm. <laughs> I don't think Beth did, but, yeah, um, apparently something spilled on his hair and all his hair fell out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I don't think so. Part of his reaction to that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'll pretend that was an accident. Trying, trying not to smile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, when Garibaldi uh, was talking to that woman about Sheridan, saying he said he's not the Pope, he doesn't look anything like her. <laughs> oh, he said her? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah this is oh, our no. second, that's right. That's this right. is our second reference to the fact that um, at this time the Pope's a female. Or can be. Or can be. Yeah. Um... Well, the Pope at this time is a female. Oh, right. right. I think it's uh, Pope Justine, I think, is the uh, title, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Anything else? Yeah, are you with us? Any yeah. trivia on the episode? I am scanning. Um, no, I don't have Could that be afraid? Oh, hmm. Garibaldi's rejection of Sheridan parallels Jesus' rejection of Jesus. Yeah. Sheridan's warning to Garibaldi to stop undermining him can be read as analogous to Jesus warning Judas to Judas at the Last Supper. Woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Mm. Um, how far are they taking this? Metaphor? <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of stopped. <laughs> John thirteen twelve says the devil caused Judas to betray Jesus. Garibaldi has been influenced in some way. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah well, JMS well, says he got a lot of flack about making the Pope a female. Yeah. Jeez, people. Exactly. Not everyone back home knew there was a war. No. Yeah, he said from some extreme Catholics and also from some born-again righteous. Over, he, oh, he got some comment about being an atheist about from those two groups. Mm. I don't think Earth Force cares about sexual orientation. The reason we just set it out there without comment is that having come through the realization of other non-human races, a little thing like sexual orientation, nobody even cares about it anymore. It ain't an issue. Exactly. You would hope it shouldn't be an issue even before we make contact, but uh, it's a shame that it is. Mm -hmm. It's accentuating the thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's probably he had to say something like that in the uh, in order to get get it away with it for those fanatics. Captain Jack ripped open the Insta Pack heat. Franklin said that's beef and potatoes, but his lips don't match what he's saying, so apparently they had to overdub <laughs> something. <laughs> oh, that's ha- that kind of stuff has happened before. Captain Jack is a nod to the Billy Joel song of the same name. Mm. Never heard of it. Oh, well, 
no one can actually take it seriously anymore. <laughs> you're not Captain Jack. For most people, you're not. That's you're not Captain Jack Harkness. For a few people, it's Sparrow. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a. You, you can't name your character Captain Jack anymore. No. There's another reference to number one in Signs Importance. To what? To number one. There's another reference to the number one. That's true. Uh. Already then. <laughs> See, that that attention to detail, isn't it? Yeah, well, number one's a rank, I reckon. And, you yeah. know, it need not be the same person, though. That's yeah. True. Apparently this took place around May of 2261. Hmm, Episode 10, that seems about right. Yeah. Captain Jack's accent goes back and forth from heavily Australian to slightly British to very American with almost every other sentence. I didn't notice <laughs> that, but... I didn't even notice <laughs> that. Maybe, maybe that was another clue we was trying to give everyone. Look how my accent <laughs> keeps on changing. Can't you tell something's wrong with me? <laughs> oh, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> Could be his could be his head cannon. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny if he came in dressed like Santa at the <laughs> at one point. No, that was, that's a clue. <laughs> I do have any quotes. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Woo hoo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we we don't even need need to say who said it. <laughs> okay, I got one here. Uh, Sheridan to Ivanova. Who taught you to negotiate like that, Ivanova? You did. Yeah. Um, uh, I only wrote down one, and that's when I shot him, Your Honor. Eh, uh, Franklin. Yes. <laughs> Good. I'm okay. I'm just trying to get my quote right because I knew what you which it was, but I'm just looking it up. Right. Mm, they don't have my uh, any of the yeah my, my quote, quotes. Yeah, I've got my, one of my Marcus quotes right after um, Franklin and Number One go off. Fine, uh, fine. I'll remind you of this when we decide on custody of the children. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I didn't write it down, but it's 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 good. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Marcus, just my luck. First time in my life I'm a war hero and nobody knows about it. And worst of all, I'm married to you, Franklin. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not my idea, Marcus. Oh, you say that now. Tell that to your mother. She never stopped calling us about it. So when's the big day? I've got to pick out patterns. Your father isn't going to live forever. And on and on and on and on. <laughs> I hate this. I really hate this. Marcus, you're just nervous. That's all. You'll get used to it. <laughs> okay. Well, what's actually really great is he, that even gets Marcus la- laughing at the end of it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Franklin laughing at the end of it. Oh, he yeah. does. He yeah. does. <laughs> um, Delenn, if you could look any more unhappy, please do not tell me. There are some things I'd rather not know. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe it's not time for that ritual. There's, I'm, I'm sure there's a ritual for. Oh, show right. me how angry you can get, or show me how you know this is the negative emotion ritual where yeah. we get out all the negative emotions. Oh, probably. <laughs> okay. 
Does no, anyone have fifty rituals? I'm just trying to think what's the yeah. worst ritual to go through. Oh well, <laughs> anyone has uh, the Marcus Ranger quote? No, he's, where he says to uh, number two, "I'm a ranger," and number two says, "Is that so? You're a long way from Texas." Oh, man. <laughs> it ain't the right accent. Texas Ranger. <laughs> yeah. Walker. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably JMS's small uh, uh, tribute to that. Okay. Anyway. So, I, <clears throat> so let's do our characters of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. A little bit of trivia, but anyway, um, <laughs> who's our human of the week? Yeah, I can go for several, but uh, mm. number one. Oh, number one didn't do that much. No, Marcus. You... Marcus, I really think. Yeah, Marcus was funny. Yeah, I can go. I can go with Marcus. No problem. <laughs> Marcus. One of the actors from Walker's Texas Ranger came to speak to my class one time. The guy that plays the sidekick or whatever is Walker. I never uh, saw the show. I, I don't think I ever watched a full episode, but I've seen clips, especially on oh, the Brian. What's his yeah. name? Clarence Gilliard. Clarence? Huh? Clarence. <laughs> Where is Clarence? That's the actor's name. Oh. Where is Clarence? Clarence, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you when we'll see Clarence game, but I won't. <laughs> We're in major withdrawals. As long as we will. Yeah. Um, who's our alien of the week? Oh, we've only really got two to choose from. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. then it has to be it has to be Lanier because <laughs> he had to put up with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> or it Let's could say... be whatever the parasite thing is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, there is there is that as well. Linear for me. <laughs> oh, let, let's go with linear. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about ratings? Want to start us out, Ian? Yeah, I like it. Not extreme, so uh, I'll give it forty out of fifty Minbari marriage rituals. <laughs> Forty out of fifty. I'm gonna translate that to <laughs> Yeah, figure out what that percentage is. Ah, uh, that's um, easy. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, it's an eight. How about you, Heidi? Let's see. I liked surprisingly, I liked um the like I say surprisingly because Franklin was so involved, but I liked the Mars stuff. Um It it, it. It does further the plot, doesn't it? It does, and I'm and I'm sure that uh, a lot of the fact that I like it has more to do with Marcus than with Franklin. But at least Franklin was I, in a good mood. I think it was good for him to get off of Babylon Five and you know de-stress a little. Although he was cooped up in those boxes forever and was quite yeah, happy. in those boxes. Yeah, can he do a walkabout on Mars? I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. So, uh, so I liked that plot. The Delenn and Sheridan plot was too funny, and it made me laugh. It, it was funny, yes. Not sure it was supposed to. I don't know, but it no, was. But, yes, it does. It. I think it is supposed to. Um, and I liked the Ivanova stuff. So it's like thinking about this episode. It didn't seem to be all that special or all that good, but I was entertained by it. 
So um, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Um, oh, rating system, rating system. Uh, 7.5 out of 10 uh, smugglers. Okay. Alpha smuggler. <laughs> yes. No, no, it's you, man. Oh, this is hard, I guess, because I don't know. I feel like not much happened. I mean, there's a couple things happened. It seems like a li- just a little to have an episode, but, um, but I like, I really hope we get to see more of Mars because I, I think it's cool that they got to go to Mars and, mm-hmm. um, I did enjoy like the back and forth there, the Delenn and Sheridan stuff. I, I don't know. Everything Delenn does annoys me now, but, um, <laughs> but it was, you know, it's kind of interesting, I guess. And I don't really, I mean, the Avonova stuff, she's great, but that wasn't very interesting to me. And the Garibaldi stuff, I kind of wish, I kind of wish there was more, I don't know. I don't really, I'm not super satisfied with the way it's playing out yet. I mean, I, I like that they, that Garibaldi and Sheridan are confronting each other and that it's out in the open. Um, but I thought the whole group of, people was kind of cheesy and I, I don't know i kind of i kind of wish i don't know i kind of wish there was more like internal struggle with garibaldi or there was more for it on the sheridan side that we could see or something else i don't know but it's not quite there for me um but overall it was a pretty enjoyable episode but not too much happened so i'm gonna give it Seven, I think, games of I Spy. Awesome. <laughs> okay. How about you, Ian? Yeah, this episode's okay. The, as we've all said, the better stuff is on Mars. Um, okay. I said in the episode, the stuff on Mars here, the way Mars is set up, reminds me a lot of the Red Mars book and the subsequent two. And I like the banter between Marcus and Franklin. The other stuff's all right. All in all, this episode's just all right. It's a shame, really. Um, so yeah, seven and a half. Oh, sorry, I'm blanking here. Um, seven and a half. Resmar's Hotel. Um, what's it sweets? Um, uh, yeah, honeymoon. Red suites. Mars Hotel honeymoon suites. That's it. <laughs> Bit of editing you need to do there, Will. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, um, yeah, I agree. It was just kind of all right. The Mars storyline was definitely the highlight, and Most it made me not hate Franklin. <laughs> and uh, Delyn Sheridan was fun. And yeah, it was good seeing stuff on Mars. Not, I don't really care for the Garibaldi Sheridan storyline. I don't like seeing, I don't like seeing daddy and daddy fight. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I guess Ivana, I wish, you know, she didn't have much, but it was good. So I'll give it eight out of ten insta heats. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that goes to 7.6. <laughs> it's not, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. <clears throat> so let's spend a night in the Red Mars Hotel. What was it? Red Planet Hotel. <laughs> nice. To go looking for feedback land. 
Ooh, they should have like an episode with the Red Planet Hotel murder mystery. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got an email from state court. <laughs> Some kind of spam. <laughs> Notice to that. appear. This is to inform you to appear in the court on December 11 for your case hearing. You're kindly asked to prepare and bring the documents related to the case to the court on a specified date. So vague. Which court have we been called to? Like maybe <laughs> on uh, Centauri Prime or on, you know, yeah, where? Where have we uh, have we broken these laws on this podcast? <laughs> the case may be heard by the judge in your absence if you do not come. The court notice is attached to this email. Regards, Dave Hatfield, court secretary. So what kind of information are they requesting from us? I don't know. What kind of spam is this? I think they don't want our credit card well. information. No, it's a zip file that I'm sure will do nice uh, things to my yeah. computer if I, I open it. I think we should download it and make sure. <laughs> Dave.hatfield at risenstroy.ru. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That says it all. His title is court secretary, which is pretty vague. Like, which court? Well, it yeah. says the case, your case. Yeah. <laughs> the are you, it's, it's who are you. It's. Yes. <laughs> wow. Gordon. Mr. No. Court notice is capitalized. The court notice is attached to this email. Okay. The first email is from Lori and Carl. Cool. What better open messenger? Um, they say first some late feedback, a brief feedback and. Ratings for uh, <laughs> first late, some late brief feedback and ratings for atonement since we got behind again. Zach is finally getting a new uniform. Awesome. Even if it is made out of weird, scratchy material. We were glad to see Lanier back around with his quippy comments. And it's always good to see Jakar. What do you all think about the new eye? Carl said he would definitely take out the artificial eye as well to look around. What about you all? <laughs> yeah. And he's pretty sure that being able to take the eye out while still seeing will figure into a future episode. Quote, if missed last week, Ducat, when others do a foolish thing, you should tell them it is a foolish thing. They can still continue to do it, but at least the truth is where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like that quote. <laughs> uh, Carl... One plea bargains, 12. What do these numbers mean, Carl? <laughs> Species, Minbari, Ducat. We both like the actor quite a bit. Lori's rating, seven and a half out of 10 removable eyes. Human, Sinclair's DNA. <laughs> Alien, Ducat. And now feedback for Racing Mars. Carl very much enjoyed Marcus in this episode, that he is a true soldier who is not bothered by periods of long waiting with really bad rations, and he takes everything in stride with still being a good soldier. He thought that Marcus was being true to Ivanova by not going out to dinner with a pretty blonde. I do like the actress, but cannot recall where she is from. We also enjoyed Franklin for once. Carl thought that he and Marcus did fight like an old married couple, so the cover was pretty believable. Watching this show now, the honeymoon cover seems very routine, but it must not have been at all back in the day. I wish I could remember what I thought at the time, but of course I don't. Kyle was wondering why Sheridan was really losing it so much and yelling at Garibaldi. It seems like a very bad move. What do the ambassadors think? Um, (laughs) Good. That's a good question. I didn't really think about it. Uh, Carl's 
Carl was wondering why Sheridan. Oh, sorry, I said that already. <laughs> Overall, Sheridan does not do well on his days off, and the day even ended at least very strangely with more Mimbari rituals. I don't think this was ever one of my favorite episodes, but Carl really enjoyed it, and that heightened my rating. He thought that the story was only so-so, but it was put together very well with lots of interesting details. Hope yes. the ambassadors enjoyed, especially finally seeing Mars. I'm pretty sure I was excited about that back in the day. Quotes, even more boxes. <laughs> um, nice. Lori's rating, seven and a half out of, no, sorry, seven out of ten creepy Minbari rituals, human, Marcus, alien, Lanier. Hey, good job. <laughs> Carl's ratings, four dead men, 17. I don't understand. <laughs> <clears throat> Ship. Cargo ships, species, human, Sheridan for enduring so much, uh, human, man-placing stools, hmm? wooing slash relationship, Marcus and Ivanova. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Flora, maple tree, dramatic moment. I've always wondered where my tax dollars were going. <laughs> Comedic moment, woohoo. <laughs> Actor, Bruce Boxleitner. What would Sinclair do? Not fornicate with his blood relatives. <laughs> like, what if? We don't know what that Sinclair wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we wouldn't. We don't. It was Marcus and Franklin's uh, marriage more or less real than Sinclair and Lynn's marriage? <laughs> oh, thank you, Lori and Carl. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Next. Even though we don't understand half the ratings. <laughs> no. Next email is from Victor. Anybody want to take it? We don't have the link, Will. Oh. <laughs> mm. I just went and looked in Messenger. I'm like, nope, I don't have yeah, it. Yeah, that's why we can't take any of Sorry, you but... have to read all of them. <laughs> <clears throat> there it is. Too bad we have to go to court on the 11th. I, had <laughs> I know. <laughs> see if we can push like, it. We could like record a podcast that day or something, but no. Oh, yeah. we have to go to court yeah. instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. I can take the next one. I can scroll. There we go. Okay, from Victor. This episode had its comedic moments for two characters that I don't really care about. Franklin and Marcus are surprisingly entertaining as a bickering married couple. You don't like Marcus. <laughs> he doesn't like the Bob, probably. No. Um, of course, this was the 90s, so there wasn't much they could do on television, but it gives new meaning to the term the gay 90s. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, Ivanova was the star of the show. First, she executed a coup d'etat, removing Sheridan from power, if only for a day. <laughs> then we get a glimpse of what it might be like to have her in charge of Babylon 5. She channels her inner mafia boss and rounds up a group of smugglers to use her formidable powers of persuasion on them. But Ivanova has finally become more diplomatic. She has learned to speak softly and wield a 200-megawatt pulse cannon. <laughs> oh, also, Elizabeth, I have to insert here. You weren't here when I said my theory. When she was rubbing their shoulders, uh, she was uh, trying to push ideas into their heads using her limited oh. abilities. Because that's going to come back someday. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's right. 
Anyway, back to Victor. In an earlier day and time, I can imagine Ivanova walking into a neighborhood grocery store and demanding production money. Nice little shop you've got here. It'd be a shame if anything happened to it. I think Sheridan must have had the worst day off ever. It starts by being toppled in a military coup by the insurgent Ivanova. He also has to listen to another of Delenn's tortured explanations of Mimbari rituals and gets decked by Garibaldi. And I'm not sure which of those was more painful. However, most of this episode will only serve to set up future events, so I will give it seven honeymoon suites at the Red Planet Hotel. Regards, Victor. Hey, oh, thanks, Victor. Victor. Thanks, Victor. Our next email is from Derek. Okay, I'll take Derek's. We haven't heard from Derek in a while, right? Yeah. Okay, um, dearest ambassadors, sorry for the long sessions in between emails. I have been listening to your show while having to travel for conferences to perhaps the two scariest places on Earth, Disney World in Florida and Washington, D.C. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I've not had a chance to sit down and watch the good old Babylonians do their thing. This week, I saw perhaps the most disturbing moment yet in Babylon 5 history. So shocking, so revolting, that once you see it, you can never be the same. Well, actually, two things. The first, perhaps at least tolerable with proper medications and tranquilizers, is traveling with Marcus and Franklin. Marcus would never shut up, and personally, I would watch where Dr. Feelgood kept his hands for the entire two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows how long he could go, you know, without doing it. <laughs> the second item, perhaps the scariest thing ever introduced on TV, beyond zombies, beyond even Donald Trump, is the concept of watching two friends mutually admire each other. Ugh, it's scary to know that voyeurism, illegal in most countries on Earth, is not only encouraged, but mandatory for friends of those persons in love on Minbar. Yes, you may be in the room next door technically, but that's too close and leaves far too much to the imagination. You know who would like that ritual? Stephen Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Turn Franklin into such a purse. Oh no, he's not fair. Really. Did we? <laughs> or was he already one? Lanier does not look too happy about having to watch the whole thing for one reason or another. I'm thinking of a term for him, but unfortunately it can't be used on a family podcast. Let's just call him a separator between two people who want to get together very badly. Uh, uh, you can okay. say cock block. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A few other quick observations. Only one shuttle on the Mars monorail? How many people live under those domes? It seems about as useful as the monorail on the Simpsons. What was with the smuggler guy with the injured hand when Ivanova was trying to recruit that group? Maybe I missed something, but maybe he was in handcuffs while forced to watch two friends mutually enjoy each other and tried to get the handcuffs loose. <laughs> Speaking of smugglers, this would have been the best time to mix universes and have Han Solo, Chewbacca, Lando Calrissian, Greedo, Bosk, and all the other great smugglers and bounty hunters around the table. A Bosk? Yeah. Is it Bosk K or something? Bosk. I don't remember. I think, I think it's Bosk. I remember him. I'm not sure either, really. No. That would have been awesome. Yeah. That's so cool that Texas Rangers are still around. Marcus, Texas Ranger, sounds like a great TV show. I would pay at least a little money to see him and Chuck Norris riding around in a jeep, arresting cattle smugglers, swindlers, and general evildoers. Evil of course, it, it could be that the Texas police organization is not actually around, and they are continuing to film the TV program Walker, Texas Ranger, in the year 2259 with a zombie Chuck Norris. 
<laughs> you know Captain Jack is a dead man when he pulls out his daughter's picture. He might as well have said, I'm two days from retirement, and my wife and I just bought this beautiful boat, and we're going to sail around the world just as soon as I finish this last mission. <laughs> Speaking of Captain Jack's daughter, you don't want to give a picture of your attractive daughter <laughs> to Stephen Franklin ever, particularly when it has the address on the back. Ew. <laughs> He's going to be outside her window. Just you wait. <laughs> How does the Mars Resistance have microscopes to examine the shoulder alien? We're trying to fight for our freedom with little to no supplies, but we also happen to teach Biology 101 and have these scopes handy. Does anyone ever get confused with asking about number one and trying to go to the bathroom? <laughs> oh, no. Maybe Captain Jack just really needed to pee, and the whole situation would have been resolved. I'm probably paranoid, but it seems there are some questionable lines in the show that also happen to have a discussion about mutual exploration. For example, the line, have you ever met number one, made me laugh. If you can't connect the dots, then perhaps you don't have the mind of a second grader and are far more respectable than me. Oh, trust me, I can't connect the dots. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all in all, a good but disgusting episode. <laughs> I give it 7 out of 10, universe-crossing bounty hunters and smugglers. Or, if that rating system is taken, 7 out of 10, space mines of Kessel. Spice mines. Oh, spice mines, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it from here. While I continue to mourn for the way too way too early departure of Doctor Morden, I am sorry I did not get to comment earlier on his departure from this earthly plane. Who will teach his classes at Evil University now that he has passed? Who will serve on all those dissertation committees to all those students who want to become PhDs of evil? Clarence, maybe. Give it. To Clarence can do it. Hmm. Cheers again to the best damn podcast about the best TV show ever, Derek. Oh, thank you, Thanks, Derek. Derek. We enjoy yeah, your emails. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Oh, uh, I can't wait to see Han Solo back on, back on the big screen. <laughs> We're home. <laughs> yeah. Next it's been is, way too long since I watched Star Wars. I need to watch it. Yeah, I've, I watched it when the Blu-rays were released a few years ago, but I haven't seen it since. <laughs> I, watch I watched it. it not too long ago. I got to introduce my niece to it for the first time. Oh, so, and yeah, yeah, yeah um, yes. Oh, she's a huge fan. <laughs> yeah, my my niece, uh, my niece has got introduced to it um, a few weeks ago, and um, well, one of my niece's favorite uh, characters, well, her favorite character now is Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, my niece uh, was R two D two for Halloween. Oh, uh, yeah. Tell 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 you, I have seen a fair amount of Darth Vader's walk around on conventions, but I have also met the guy within the suit, David Prowse. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you got so many convention towels, and. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, this, uh, this was a fun thing because it was just a Star Wars weekend in uh, here locally in Denmark. So uh, from the house, I had to go about uh, five kilometers. That's what, three <laughs> miles? Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, so next we have an email from Yarsto. Yeah, I'll take Yarsto's. Greetings, Dumbo Casters. And if things are going as planned, hello, old friend. Oh, hello, old friend. <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah. Here's my feedback for Racing Mars. First of all, 
While I don't usually refer to it in my feedback, I have to mention the Lurker's Guide for this episode. It just gave me a very welcome chuckle simply because it lists Ru, who? In the unanswered question section. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, on to the episode itself. Dealing with first the Babylon 5 side of things, here Ivanova has decided it's time for Sheraton to give himself a bit of personal time whilst he arranges for supplies to be smuggled in. Sheridan's free time means he keeps his hands clean. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> the half-free time thing instantly backfires, though, as Sheridan uses this to confront Garibaldi, which only ends up pushing Garibaldi further away from the others. Sheridan does find time for more pleasant something more pleasant to occupy his time as well. Another in the series of Membari ceremonies he's got to himself into by getting engaged to Delenn. While the ceremony itself presumably is pleasurable, there is still quite a bit of cross-cultural discomfort culminating in that unanswered roo-hoo. Yes. Meanwhile, on the Martian side of things, Marcus and Franklin meet a man calling himself Captain Jack, who turns out to be their contact. The only cover-up available for them is as a newly married couple coming to Mars for their honeymoon. While it's probably been said in the discussion already, I already have to say I do love the way this was handled. They pretend marriage is played for comedy, but only to the extent an opposite-sex-paired marriage would have been. Of course, it turns out that there's something rotten in the state of the resistance. Specifically, there's something wrong with Captain Jack, and he's being forced to take out number one. It's revealed that he wasn't under his own control when betraying the Resistance, which makes his story arc and in, an interesting reflection of Garibaldi's. Though whether Garibaldi will take an equally drastic measures at some point we have yet to see. Quotes, Sheridan, who taught you to negotiation like that? You did? Yes. And Marcus, worst of all, I married you. Well, that's not my idea. Oh, you say that now. Tell that to your mother. She never stops calling us about it. Then, uh, unless you want to find something of equal value sitting here, staring at plants, feeling guilty about things you can't change. His favourite character is human. Marcus for be- beautifully overplaying the whole married thing. Delenn, oh, yeah. because no one else has enough screen time to qualify. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Episode rating, 27 out of 30 seconds to explain yourself. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, so from the Netherlands. Thanks, Yaristo. Thanks, yeah, thanks as always. That was good. Yeah. Thanks for all the good feedback, everybody. Yay. Oh, so now it's time for predictions. Mm. I'll just mm. close down. Uh, <laughs> oh, the next episode is... Lines of communication. That says a lot, doesn't it? Uh... Yes, I understand. 
maybe okay I don't have any like clever or semi-clever um, <laughs> riffs on the title so I guess I'll have to predict practically um, maybe they you know open more lines of communication on Mars <laughs> and uh, I think we're gonna get more Garibaldi Sheridan stuff mm-hmm. probably I'm hoping that we see Jakar and Orlando as well. Mm-hmm, yes. Um, there could be some lines of communication there. Good. Um, hopefully we don't see too much uh, lines of communication between Dylan and Sheridan. Ugh, yes. Can they just be married already in... <laughs> or he needs to introduce him to some earth ritual or something. Yes. It needs to be more even. Yeah. yeah. This Rangos. is how we do it on earth. Let me show you. Yeah. The ring was the only ritual he gets, probably. They can go register Zocalo or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pick up some of that Babylon 5 merchandise. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> like the okay. tune, Yeah, exactly. Um, overall predictions? Uh, Ivanova, what's going on with Ivanova? Like, we don't really have a lot of interesting storylines with her lately, do we? I mean... Not necessarily. This was fun, though. It was fun, (laughs) but, I mean, she doesn't get much of a personal life, you know, now, I think. True. Well, not when Marcus is on Mars. Yeah, that's true. Oh, God, he he better grow his hair out before they get together. Oh, please. Please go back to being Aragorn. Yeah. Hmm. His last, her last relationship didn't work out too well either. No. No, it no. Well, That's why I think that she was uh, using her psi abilities on those smugglers, because I want her to have something more to do. Yes, yes. Even if, yeah, I definitely want more psi stuff. Uh, uh, Beth, how um, how many episodes do you think before we see Clarence again? Oh, God, it feels like Will's just lying. And he's going to keep saying that until the, until end. the very end. <laughs> uh, I don't like that laugh. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like it's going to be many episodes. I mean, I'm guess 10. 10? God, that's too long. How are we going to survive? I don't there know. better be a new Clarence. You know, we haven't actually seen really anything in the, um, in the control room. You yeah. know, in CNC, yeah. There's been really nothing. So, 10 sounds about right. Wait, would that put us... Well, what episode are we on? We're on 10. 11. We're on, we're on 11. Oh, so that's gonna oh put us 10, sorry. The season. It is 10. Yeah. It's 10, yeah. I was... hmm. Maybe if they continue this um, metaphor with Sheridan, like, Clarence could be one of Sheridan's disciples. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> he can be Peter. He can be Peter. Or he could come back and he could be, um, what's his face, Caesar? Um. <laughs> so I think that would probably be like Londo or somebody. Yeah. Um. Oh. I guess. I, I I think we're gonna have some maybe some hijinks with the um, smugglers or something. Let's hope so. Although I still yeah. want Han Solo and Malcolm Reynolds oh, yeah, to be included be, in there. That would be cool. Just a just a mention. Okay, yeah, solo would be would be good. Mm-hmm. Lines of communication. That sounds so boring, but I'm sure <laughs> it'll be. I'm sure it'll be great. I mean, uh, 
one of the few, one of the previous times we had a boring or at least boring sounding title was interludes and examinations, wasn't it? Yeah. And I don't recall what was in that episode. Me neither. That's why the titles sometimes really don't work. <laughs> yeah. And yet they work. It's uh, the episode where Kosh dies the uh, first time. Oh. <laughs> so James has this tendency of sometimes uh, making a rather innocuous uh, title and having it a wham of an episode. Right, yeah. So maybe next time. I don't yeah, know. Could be the best best one yet. Okay. That's, that's all I have, yeah, yeah. sorry. That's all. A little Carrie Fisher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Lately, I've been saying, like, some people need to stop talking. Like, I think Stephen Moffat is talking too much, and George Lucas is talking too much about the new Star Wars, but Carrie Fisher needs to talk more. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah I, I know you've got to go off and prepare for guest spot on Intro to X, don't you, Will? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, thank you, Jan, for joining us again. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Jan. Nice, thanks, nice. Jan. It's good to be here again. I think we'll be seeing you back later, probably. <laughs> uh, I would not be surprised. So that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with lines of communication. But until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Nice seeing you. Stroke off. And there is no surrender and no retreat. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. <laughs>